Welcome to this week's episode of the Refold Roundtable podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things language learning. And this week's episode is all about language learning goals. How do you make them? What kind of goals can you make? Is it helpful to have goals? And in this episode, we have Ryan, aka Cloudy Howdy, here to help us discuss this topic. Um, you might have seen Cloudy around the Refold servers, especially the Korean one, and on his um, YouTube channel where he updates um, his progress learning Korean with immersion. So I'm here. My name is Bree. I am a Spanish learner and a social media person for Refold. And we have Gorg. Gorg, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, I am uh, George, or Gorg. I am the uh, community manager for Refold, and I like languages. And we also have Shiki here. Shiki, you want to do your classic introduction? <laughs> Once again, it's a classic. <laughs> um, classic. <laughs> I am uh, Shiki, also known as Vanessa, as Gorg likes to refer to me sometimes. Uh, I am a Japanese learner and a language coach for Refold. I help people learn languages. And we have, like I said before, we have Cloudy. Cloudy, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself for the people who don't know who you are? I don't know who that would be, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, every, not everybody knows me. Um, I've been in the, my name is Cloudy, and uh, I've been in the community since day one and i'm learning korean and uh maybe we'll I'll, I'll touch briefly on you know that uh today with this good topic and i'm just glad to be here i'm uh i'm a big fan of the podcast as you guys know and yeah, i'm gonna I'm... reel it back you actually started immersion learning before the refold community was a thing true um, so you were on uh you got into sort of back in the Mia era, right? Like the tail end of like mass immersion. And um, there was some like counterfeit knockoff immersion learning communities at the time, which by the way, Refold spawned out of, uh, for people who don't know, Re Refold Spanish was originally Mia Spanish. Yep. It was like a bootleg, unauthorized uh, mass immersion There uh, is some deep lore. There server. is some deep lore about and the history. <laughs> Yeah, I think there were some other communities. So I think Cloudy actually got his start on like a bootleg uh, Mia Korean server. Nice. Me too. I was in that bootleg server. So Cloudy, you were you were in a bootleg one too? Which one yeah, were you in? That's definitely right. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just something there wasn't um, uh, on the official MIA server. There wasn't, a, there, there was a couple of Korean learners, but there wasn't many. And so we just found, uh, I just found some people through Reddit, I think. I was just trying to find a different community and uh, joined the Discord and grew up. There was quite a few people there by the time Refill started. Um, and I think, I think most people kind of, kind of hopped over to the Refold servers once that came around, once there was some official support. Being a part of the bigger language learning community was, is kind of a cool perk of that. All of these other different languages. Yeah, it right. is a lot of cool fun. Backstory. Yeah, it's a lot of fun <laughs> being around other learners and and kind of not comparing yourself, but being around other like-minded people and chatting about languages. Um, and it's nice to be around people that 
want to learn to speak the language that you're learning, but it's also really nice to be around people, like you said, learning different languages. Just yeah, people who understand it. Yeah. 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 I can't talk to my family about language learning. They don't care. I'm like, oh guys, guess what I learned today? Yeah. And they're like, what? Is my this something father, in Spanish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My father thought that they spoke Spanish in the Philippines. I'm like, no, oh. we've had this conversation so many times <laughs> over the past five years. Um norm normies to use the uh normies. sort of an internet term. They yeah. do not get it, they don't care. Uh, maybe their only experience with like learning is like, you know, the 10 minutes of Duolingo. So right. I yeah. definitely am big on the community. And yeah. there's also the aspect of uh, trying to talk to people who, you know, maybe took a, took French in high school about language learning. It's, we just kind of have a different experience about it, you know? Right. So about so, this episode, yeah. we're talking about goals, right? I think it would be cool to um, kind of do like a round table where we each say what our goals were um, when maybe when we started language learning and then like what they are now. And then we could talk about um, go more deep into to goals and different types of goals and all that stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll start. So when I first started learning Spanish to and three quarters question mark year years ago, um, my main goal was just to be functional and conversational, and that's it. Um, and once I discovered like immersion learning and Mia and Refold, my goals quickly morphed into wanting more. And I have found that the better I get at Spanish, the less happy I am with where I am. And I want to proceed even further. So at first, I think my goal was just to get to like B1. And now that I've like broken that goal, I've met that goal, I don't find that sufficient at all. And I would love to be C1 in Spanish or be have Spanish feel completely natural. So that's me where my goals are right now and where they were. Uh, Cloudy, do you want to go next with Korean? Uh, yeah. So I, I like to tell people that I never had any goals with Korean and then I'm jealous of people who <laughs> do. Um, and it's, it's true. I, the, the whole reason I started learning Korean was I was planning, I was, me and my friends were planning a get together, uh, some high school friends. I hadn't seen a lot of them in like 10 years and, uh, it was going to be about six months away. And I was like, sheesh, I, I gotta have something interesting going on. <laughs> Right. And, uh, and so I was like, I'm going to give I'm going to give myself, you know, six months to just spend some time learning Korean. And then uh, and then I'll make a decision if I want to keep going on it uh, then. And uh, and that just kept going. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't actually have the meetup because uh, of travel lockdowns and and stuff. This happened right before COVID. Oh, but yeah. So. I didn't have goals other than just like see how it goes after a few yeah. months. It's not really a, a goal in my opinion. Um, and then as it, as it went on, I think I've, uh, I, my, my goal then shifted to uh, try to find a goal, try to come <laughs> up with a goal. And I so never you really... went from not having a goal to trying to like, now your goal is to find a goal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think 
Um, and really, like the the one goal, if I had to sum it up, that has been consistent was to uh, avoid doing stuff that's going to make me burn out, and to just try to find enjoyment and 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 then and then do something regularly, and then eventually, at some point, I'll be I'll, I'll know better. I'll know what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you did have a goal, though. Your goal was to impress your friends. It sounds like. Well, so, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting to impress my friends with my ability. I just wanted to have something to talk about, other than everything. Like you know, I have plenty of stuff to talk about, but I wanted something cool to talk about. Yeah, well, I think I think that's a good goal, though. I mean, maybe just I have really low standards for what goals are, but to me that sounds pretty good because, yeah, like, I even though right. I said my goal was like to be B one or whatever, the goal before that goal was just just learn another language, man. Just just do something cool and and prove to yourself that you can do something. Like that was like my very loose goal. Um, so I kind of I get that. Uh, George, what about you? What what was your goal when you started Goals. one of your languages, and how did it transform? Uh, well, <laughs> um, I've talked about this before. First off, yeah. first off, um, uh, I've talked about this before. Yeah, I'll we'll uh, talk I about Japanese it again. <laughs> for two years in high school, um, and like I was like a failed A chatter. I thought I was like did really good because like same, yeah. I did really well in my classes, and then I even had like an early like proto YouTube type thing. Like I got interviewed and like stumbled through it really really poorly because I probably only knew like five hundred words after two years. Um, and after that, I like I dabbled in Afrikaans and I got really good. I got to where I could like comfortably watch sitcoms because uh, like I was like, what's the easiest language for an English speaker? Afrikaans. Right. Yes, I did the same thing. Uh, like no, no conjugations, only eight irregular verbs. It's Germanic. So like the words look the same. Like you've been dabbling in German, right, Brie? And you're like, wow, German oh, feels yeah. like English. So it's Afrikaans so nice. has like my hand is in warm water would be my hand is in warm water. Like literally pound for pound the same. Oh, I should learn um, Afrikaans then. That sounds awesome. You should. There's no conjugation either. <laughs> so, I love that. Uh, you have no, no, no gender either. You had me no at no gender, gender and no conjugation. I've made a mistake. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this um, is now the Learn Afrikaans podcast from this, <laughs> from this day forward. And uh, my goal with that was just like your goal, not to be a monolingual beta, right? I wanted to be like where I could perform in a language, um, watch TV, stuff like that. It was really cringe at the time, too. Like, I, I went to, like, Kalahari.net, which is, like, an old sort of, like, pre-Amazon when, like, the world was, like, sh you know, like, very shattered and, and, and independent. It wasn't just, like, one or two big sites. And, like, I ordered books. And that was, like, my goal. Um, fa f fast forward, like, a couple of years, I decided to move to Mexico. I used to be a forensic technician doing autopsies. And I was, like, uh, I really hate this. It's stressful. Weird hours. Uh, let's, I, I've always liked language. Let's go be an English teacher in Mexico. So my goal at that point was like, I'm going to learn enough Spanish to survive in Mexico. And I did. I, my Spanish is not perfect to this day, like seven years later. But uh, that was my goal. And the same thing with Filipino. When I made the move from Mexico to the Philippines, my goal was just very simple. It wasn't fluency. It was just 
can I communicate? Can I get by? Um, and I, I'm, I'd like to think I hit those goals. Um, but I didn't realize how big languages were and how deep fluency was until uh, a few years ago, really, around the time that Mia started taking off. Um, you know, I, I think I always tell people like I waited two years of studying Filipino before I read my first book, which is like insane by modern like refold standards. That is insane. Um, that is very and insane. And since then, I still have urges to dabble. Like I, I want to learn Japanese. I want to improve Mandarin. I started Mandarin. My goal was just to like have enough Mandarin to help because I was teaching Chinese people. Um, but yeah, I would say like my goals have consistently changed. I think now I'm at the point where like uh, I do a bit of reading in Spanish and a bit of reading in Filipino every single day. And I just want to get like as good as I can with them, like take them to the next level. So yeah, my goals change. I think that's like one key thing here is that most of our goals have changed. How about you, Vanessa? So I am afflicted with a lifelong condition called being a weeb. So, um, my condolences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> F to pay respects. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always wanted to learn Japanese and I've tried throughout the years, you know, um, my parents knew how much of a weeb I was and they bought me kanji books to write kanji. It was probably Heisig's RTK. How actually. old were you? <laughs> I was in my teens, uh, nice. tween, teen years. Wow. Uh, yeah. So my parents were like, here, you like the thing. We'll give you the thing. And I'm like, yay. But then it didn't work. Um, and like everything else didn't work, like trying to do um, a very famous YouTuber's course didn't work either. Um, and it's like when I discovered the whole refold thing and the concept of just getting mass input and then like going into a research rabbit hole of like uh, watching people put up videos like, oh, me speaking in Japanese after two years of AJAT, things like that. I was like, yeah, uh, I can't lie. I wanted to be a Japanese god. And uh, that is still my goal. And I don't care if it's cringe. All right. It's not that cringe. Is like a big it's not cringe. You know yeah. what you want. That's, That's not cringe. Right. Yeah. Whenever I get interested in something, I I am incapable of doing it half-assed. Like, I will do same. it all in. Same. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, if I get into something, I go all in. And then I quit. <laughs> Languages, like, learning Spanish is, like, the one thing for me, I mean, I've accomplished other things. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm some, like, flaky person who's never done anything in their life. But um, Spanish is, like, a hobby that I have, like, done consistently every single day since I started. I don't think I've had any days where I just didn't do anything in Spanish, even if it was, like, five minutes or something. Yeah. So, like, language learning is the I am only a big thing supporter. I've been able to do consistently yeah. <laughs> of no zero days and i think that both well i don't know vanessa you've had some zero days i've heard about i've heard you talk about it in like uh the back end yeah. with the uh the other employees you've definitely yeah. had some zero days but brie no zero yeah. days even if it's just like five minutes that's impressive yeah. yeah it's just part of my life now you know like i how many I words have you read it. in spanish and I for the stopped... sake of like being nice i will count yeah. audiobooks you can count audiobooks. Well, the thing is, I stopped counting after like three million words. 
And how long ago was that? Uh, uh, oh, geez. I'd have to get my spreadsheet <laughs> and I'm on the wrong computer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I read a lot. And if you're counting audiobooks, I mean, I read, I'm on my third audiobook this month. This month? So, yeah. Like, like, like November. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot. You are a reading machine. Well, I'm a listening machine now. I'm on team listening to audiobooks. So, welcome. Turn coat. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm a really big fan yeah. of the no days. I uh, like no days off. I yeah. no zero days. I was that way uh, for two years, which was a big accomplishment for me. Um, and until you know, my life situation, uh, my priorities changed for a while and I took a few months off about yeah. five, five, six months. Uh, but I'm getting back into it. So and how did now, your goals change? Like after that happened, like what did that do? Uh, good, good question. Um, I think it clarified for me the, 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 I guess it clarified for me that my, my original, idea of just wanting to have a, a system where I, I show up and do it every day and try to have fun with it was the right decision for me and not like this um like i i don't want i don't want to be like a korean god at the language you know to contrast cheeky uh, <laughs> and, and that's that's actually something that you know i like to tell everybody all the time is that you know you don't have to have other people's goals you don't have to share the same goals you don't have to share the same way of getting there and um and like goals with especially with language are such a personal thing there's no there everybody's everybody's running their own race there's no comparison everybody's like doing reading different things to get different places it's just like you're on your own journey. So whatever you make true. of it is is what you're going to have to live with and deal with. Exactly. I think so a lot my of people... question, My question is a follow-up to this, Cloudy. Mm -hmm. What was it like when you did take a break for a few months? So you took a break Ooh. and you focused on other things, other goals. Um, what was it like after? What was your perspective like? Um... My perspective was that I, I don't think taking a break is a big deal uh, as, far as, the, as far as my language perception goes. Like, uh, I still know roughly the same amount of words, I would guess. You know, I, it only took me a couple of days of he heavier listening to get back into... Like I, was, I was a little bit slow at first. Everybody was talking too fast. Um, and I couldn't quite catch and understand it, but it, it, like just within a week, I felt like I was right back where I started. Um, and so I don't think that that is detrimental, but also I think that if I would have just done, you know, 10 minutes or something, uh, you know, for, for those five, six months, then, um, then uh, I would probably made a little bit of progress, but ultimately I don't think that it. It's, it was that big of a deal to shift to something else for a while. All right. And do you think that taking breaks can be a goal? Like, 
can that be worked into somebody's goals? You know, like scheduling a break or taking time off? Because I feel yeah. like that's not an uncommon thing, um, especially with immersion learners, because they tend to go so hard. Yeah. They're well, it's like, they're... Uh, mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, uh, yeah. I mean, people, this is like, there's so many people who have that kind of obsessive drive in this in this community and uh their their goal is to like not waste any time and they they like they want they want to do it all day and they want to do nothing else and they even feel guilty for doing other things um and so it can be hard to turn that off and uh i think i'm i'm a little bit different because i i felt like i didn't have a lot of those endpoint goals so it was it was actually a really easy decision for me to just switch but I would also hope that for people who have like important things coming up in their lives, uh, you know, finals in school, making sure that your grades are good, uh, that's going to put you in a much better position uh, in your life than if you if you slack off and watch anime all day uh, at the detriment to your studies. If you're not actually learning everything, you're going to end up in a worse position than if you would just like put it on pause and like do your schoolwork, do your homework, show up to class, you know, for, so for somebody yeah. like that. I feel like I'm getting like, called out right now. Like no <laughs> Shiki's feeling personally attacked right now. I am feeling personally victimized here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, and everybody has their own take on that balance. You know, everybody makes that decision for themselves. It is good to see how like languages fit into your life. And to like step back and when you're making goals for yourself, it's so easy to look at, be fairly myopic, right? And look at your goals and go, for Spanish, I want this. For Japanese, I want this. And it's, that is, that is my singular goal. But I think like you said, Claudia, it's a good idea to kind of like step back and, and look at the complete picture and assess how learning a language fits into that picture holistically so that you're not burning yourself out. Because, like, if you have tons of time and you're doing fine in school, by all means, like, immerse as much as you want. You know, it's not it's not going to affect your life negatively and you'll reach your goals faster and all that. But if you have other responsibilities, it's important to set goals that are realistic that aren't going to, like, you know, rock your life too much in a negative way. Like, it's okay to yeah. make sacrifices for things that you want. Like, I make sacrifices I don't game as much with my friends. I used to be really big into gaming. I cut that out and I spend more of my time, you know, learning Spanish. But that was a conscious decision that I made because to me, it was more valuable in the long run to make that sacrifice, you know. But I think it's important to view things like what's a sacrifice and what's something that is a necessity, you know, yeah. and learn how to distinguish those two things. So what's pretty funny is like what on we have every week when we have a podcast, we write down lists of things that we want to talk about. <laughs> and one of the things that I had on here was, is it important to have a goal when you start? And <laughs> I, you kind of answered that question earlier when you said you didn't really have any other goals than just like, my goal is to see where this goes. Um mm -hmm. And what do you guys think? I want to counter. That a goal is important. I want to counter as a oh, dabbler. Do it. I think not having a goal uh, leads to like, I don't want to say burnout, just quitting. 
just giving it up you know uh, uh i've talked about this before controversially where like i think having a very real goal like my girlfriend is mexican and i need to speak spanish or i'm moving yeah. to korea next year i should learn korean those seem like really good um goals to have that in my totally subjective experience lead to people actually getting good <laughs> at the language mm -hmm. yeah um and i have been a quote-unquote language learner off and on for like geez since i was 16 i'm 29 now somebody can do the math there like 13 years and for languages i don't have good goals for i tend to drop them mm -hmm. whereas like i have taken my spanish to the point where i can comfortably read like brando sando in the language um proud of you thank you yeah, I'm, I'm happy miss born y'all um miss born is so good okay we're gonna take that offline oh. it, it's really good um but and the same thing with filipino i've gotten to the point where like i i'm literate right i can read books and do most things you know but like my japanese that i wanted to learn when i was 16 and i was a kid i was just like i just like anime i want to get good i want to be like the next katsumoto and then like that fizzled out so mm. i think having goals particularly like realistic goals like uh i'm marrying into this language or i'm moving to the country or my either of those dad's things. right but you did have the goal of like i want to not be a monolingual beta right? <laughs> that was, yeah, that's my goal i want to so, run away from alzheimer's <clears throat> personally so yeah I, I think having goals is important can I push back a little bit on maybe uh, this? Okay, this might be a little pedantic, but I, I think do it. that there's. I think that what you're actually talking about is a reason rather than a goal. Mm. And I think there's a distinction I there, agree. and I think reasons are what make people good. And reasons can come from anywhere and anything. Like uh, I was reading a book one time about this. Uh, uh, about uh, habits called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Pretty good book. And this woman decided uh, one night she like was convinced that she couldn't go. I think she wanted to go to a trip to Egypt or something. And she was convinced that she couldn't go on this trip if she smoked. So she quit smoking. And then that led to like her like getting in, you know, like stopping smoking led her to like getting in better shape and everything but it started out with a reason more so than like a goal like her goal maybe was uh you know go to you know she wanted to go to Egypt but like she made actual behavior changes when she had like this reason for doing something that she believe like something that you believe is necessary and so that might change and develop for somebody like like, like I, I'm going to get really good if, and I'm going to be able to like talk to people if I do this, or I'm going to be able to communicate with, uh, my, my, you know, uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law, that kind of, that kind of reason I think is a goal to me. is just like, uh, I, but maybe this is, maybe I don't understand goals, but a goal to me would be like, I want to read 500 books in two years. No, I actually agree. I think you're right. I yeah. did conflate having a reason with having a goal. And uh, yeah, thank you for like enlightening me. I think you're <laughs> right. I think uh, 
I feel like there's a fuzzy line between the two. You know, you know, I think so. But I've noticed there's a lot of conflation when it comes to just like uh, language learning goals, reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think you're right. I think having a reason is better than having a goal. But not all goals are reasons. Not all yes. reasons are goals. My reason for learning Spanish is I want to read 500 books. That doesn't <laughs> That doesn't check out. Yeah. Part of me actually feels like if I would have had better reasons, I probably would have been more engaged than even I was and maybe even made different kind of progress. But since I didn't really have uh, like a, 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 a desire to be a superstar or to just like get good for for some reason, I didn't really have a reason for you that. Know, I just I, I was predicting like this saga where like you went to korea because i know that you were planning a korean trip at one point and then like that (laughs) kind of fell through Mm -hmm. and i was like this is going to give this is going to give cloudy the motivation he needs to like get really really good really really fast and then that kind of like that kind of fell through but that would have been a reason potentially like if you had actually like booked the ticket to go to korea like you had planned oh yeah yeah i think that would have been just like uh Exactly. That kind of fire underneath you for people who are planning on visiting or going to school in a country or uh, or who need to communicate with somebody. Those people always. Well, not always. If they really want to, they like they and they try nine times out of ten. They're going to be better than other people who like are just kind of doing it in their free time as a hobby. But I don't think that that means that people who do it as a free time can't have strong reasons like people who want to read books, people who want to watch shows, uh, those can be strong reasons too. There are a lot of different reasons. You can come up with a new reason every day and 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 throw away the old ones that don't work. But I think that, uh, yeah, I do think that that helps. Yeah, for, for me, sure. I've seen some good um, reasons from the community. You know, I've seen um, a, one reason that seems to work for a lot of people uh, like Tyler is, I am addicted to the series and I want to read them before they're translated. Um, so that's not a goal, right? It's it's a reason. And Tyler has read a whole bunch. So I think yeah. he's 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 got his goal of being able to read uh, his light novel series in Japanese before they're translated. Go ahead, Shiki. I, I'm just going to throw this out here that I'm also a person who is uh, fueled by spite. And... Um, <laughs> If someone says that, like I'm, she's out here like, sorry, I just thought that was so funny. (laughs) Keep going. I just, I was not expecting that to come out of your mouth, but I should have. Yeah, you should have. You should have seen it coming. I don't know what I was expecting. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So if somebody says that I can't do something or it's not possible to do something like the way I'm doing it, I'm just gonna do it more and make the other person mad, like to prove them wrong. And wow. it's like, like, um, if you, to use George's word, if you talk to normies and tell them that you're just sitting and watching stuff in a language you can't understand for hours a day and be like, yeah, this will make me fluent. And then they react like, what? That makes no sense. You are doing something stupid and it's not going to work. And I'm just like, huh, watch me. Has that happened? You know, I have like, a story yeah. about that. I have a story about that. When I was just like a wee baby language learner, oh, uh, I was probably about 23 years old. 
and I had just started like really learning Spanish. Uh, at the time, I lived in America, so like I had Spanish TV because you know it's just like it's kind of like our our de facto second language. I was watching El Chavo de Ocho on uh, on TV. My dad comes in. He's like, "Do you understand them? What the hell are you doing?" You know, he was like, uh, and I actually had a real life situation where like I was actually ashamed because like at the time there was no refold, there was no Mia. This was like a long, long time yeah. ago. Oh this yeah, is, you had this, like, we're talking, like no six credit or, six or seven years ago. Yeah, I had like nothing to back me up. He's like, "Why would you watch it when you don't understand it?" Which is a very normie take. Yeah. But at the time, I had just moved back in with my dad. Um, and uh, before that, I was living with some roommates. Um, and one of my roommates actually did speak Spanish. So like, I feel like that would have been better received because she learned it as an adult. And she got like a degree in Spanish and stuff like she's still trad learner. But I feel like she would have understood versus my monolingual boomer dad, literally in his 70s, who just thought I was stupid. <laughs> yeah. And I was ashamed. I was like, oh, wow, he made me feel really dumb for doing this. He didn't mean to. Right. But that's how I felt. Yeah. I think uh, for anybody who gets that an uh, question, I think it, it's, you know, it's not really one that's, um, uh, it's not really based on, you know, knowledge or like understanding. So you can just come back with a simple, like, you know, how am I going to understand it if I don't watch it? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. For real, though. It's weird when I explain to people how I'm learning like oh okay so the people that do care like most time I say I'm learning Spanish and that's it they're like oh okay that's nice and then <laughs> and then the conversation <laughs> goes like to something else <clears throat> but the rare cases where people are actually interested the next question is oh with Duolingo <laughs> yeah I'm like no not quite <clears throat> I'm actually just reading and watching TV you know. and YouTube and stuff in Spanish you know, though, I do have to say, now that you kind of speak Spanish, or at least you understand it, you could learn a language in Duolingo. I have always wanted to just, like go learn Guarani or something using because it's only taught in Spanish. So you'd have to like set your Duolingo to Spanish and then learn a whole other language, like learn German or learn Guarani or Catalan, which is not available in English, by the way. Like Guarani and Catalan are only in Spanish. Like you're at the point where you could kind of turn Duolingo into immersion. You're kind of like subverting Duolingo. A and like bit. now Duolingo is the immersion. And yeah. I don't know, just off topic, but I would love to see it because I know that you're secretly dabbling right now in German. I am and I'm pretty sure dabbling in German. also in Spanish. It it's doesn't no sound like a, a secret, secret anymore. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Listen, now that it's out in the world, I'm going to stop. It was fun when it was my little secret. <laughs> like my dirty little secret of cheating on Spanish for German. No, I'm not laddering with Spanish, actually, uh, in German. I probably should. But because I should, I'm not. Um, it would be cool, though. You're, you're would at be that cool. point. You, like, it's one of those things that I want to do. Like, I, I want to learn to code. And, yeah. So you can um, learn to code in Spanish? I think my, my vocal. Yes, I do. I like, like, Free Code Camp is in, like, several languages, right? Uh, yeah. And there's, like, a lot of, like, free and open source coding stuff in Japanese. Like, it's one of those really cool, I don't know, that's a goal of mine, Yeah, Ooh. is to be at the point in a language, it's probably going to be Spanish because nothing's really taught in Filipino, um, where I can learn something new in the language rather than learning the language, like yeah, learning to code in Spanish or learning another language from Spanish. Like, it'd be cool to, like, 
learned Portuguese yeah. from Spanish. Me too. And I want that would to be that's so confusing, but that would be cool. I want to ladder Japanese with Korean. I want to learn Korean mm. through Japanese. Yeah, yeah like there's, laddering, but there's lots of, even uh, even not language learning, just other skills from your target language. To me, yeah. that's a goal. Yeah. Learn to code in Korean. Learn to code. I hate it's unfortunate coding in English. That the uh, <laughs> the best resources for learning to code are in English. I know. It's just like when for for non non English native speakers. I feel like a lot of the best resources for anything, a lot of the times, are in English. But like George said, like if I ever want to learn Catalan, like that would be cool, maybe. But I don't have the urge to do that. But so, like talking of yeah. speaking of dabbling, uh, when one dabbles, not that anyone here ever has, not that we're any of us are dabblers. Mm. Just kidding, I am one. <laughs> um, do you have different goals, like for different languages? Because mm, yeah. I know I do. There's like different emotions. I know around everybody it. here has yeah. dabbled. If anyone says they haven't, they're lying. <laughs> Cloudy has dabbled in Japanese. Bree has dabbled in, uh, I guess, German. German. I and... dabbled in Korean for a hot second and noped out very quickly. But yeah. Okay, and Korean. And I think he also dabbled in Japanese a bit for like I dabbled I, I in know, Japanese like eight months for, ago for a bit too. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. A little fling. And, uh, you know, Vanessa, I know, has like dabbled in korean but it's not really dabbling for her because it ties into her like job as like a language coach she took on a client who was a korean learner so she had to get up to speed with, like it's how for do science I help someone immersion learn yeah so it's like not was, quite as much of a dabble for her she but, was like, dabbling for we science have all dabbled mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like when dabbling i could tell you for a fact like for me personally like with all the languages that i've dabbled in my only goal or reason, or whatever. I'm very confused about those two words right now. <laughs> is that I want to find something that sparks joy and that is fun and that I yes. find fulfilling doing. So my main squeeze is Spanish, and it started out like I was just searching for a language that sparked joy, and it turned out to be Spanish. And that's the one I latched onto, and I'm like, this is what I'm going to get good at a language, and I'm going to get darn good, and it's going to be Spanish. I've locked onto this one. But for other languages, I'm like, well, what would be fulfilling? What do I find enjoying? What do I find relaxing? And so I'll jump. And, and you've got some good reasons to learn good. some languages. I do. You know, you have Welsh speakers and Portuguese speakers in like your immediate family. Yes. So. Yes. And I have German heritage, but that's not as um, interesting or relevant. Don't you have but... Ukrainian heritage too? Or am I crazy? I do. Yeah. That's my dad's side. And then my mom's side, like my grandpa spoke German, I think. So like, there's like a lot of stuff, but um, I just, I'm just going to go with what sparks joy. And if one of them sparks joy, mm -hmm. that would be great. Cause I would love to like start from the beginning again at something. Cause I'm so far along in Spanish where speaking is hard. But I'm listening to audiobooks on like 1.5 times speed, and it's totally fine. You know, no big so deal. It's just I forgot what that it feels like to be a beginner. That explains how you've gotten through three audiobooks in two. And weeks. they're little shorty. It's like they're they're like 12, 13 hour audiobooks, maybe like three or four hundred page books. I don't know. It's like they're not like huge or anything. But um, yeah, they're really good. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the series I'm reading, listening to. Sorry, I know it's different, but yeah. I just, I forgot what I was talking about. I was rambling. 
So Shiki, oh, different languages, yeah. Yeah. Is is uh, one of the reasons why you're doing Korean uh, so that you can uh, better understand the beginner process, not just from not just for helping a Korean learner, but also to like uh, to to like to see the Korea to see the beginner process after you've already been through it once. Is that like yeah. part of the whole gig? Yeah, it's it's a lot less scary when you've been through it once um with uh, a language like with japanese um and also it's kind of like a, a personal um i don't know what i would call it like a, a personal measuring stick because it's like with japanese i have background in it i've watched anime i i, I knew some words i knew what the language sounded like but with korean my only like real exposure to it is through k-pop songs <laughs> so i don't have any like background knowledge at all with Korean. So for me, it's going to be super interesting to uh, not only get the beginner perspective again, but also get the beginner perspective like from zero beginner, like no prior connection to the language whatsoever. And like with my, like knowing about me, uh, Spanish would actually be the thing that would make the most sense because Learn Spanish. <laughs> Learn Spanish I mean, to it. Like, first of all, I grew up in Florida. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm going to get so mad listening to this. Keep going. Just keep going. Se second of all. Ugh, um, just a second of all. You got to say it, the, you gotta say it the, the actual, like, Florida way. Like, I grew up mean? in Florida. Florida. Fla Florida. Florida. <laughs> Florida. Florida. Orange. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up in Florida. And uh, <laughs> second of all, um, I grew up with Spanish-speaking family. So, uh, Cheeky. I, <laughs> I have like, I have like a passive, uh, refold to be level Spanish <laughs> with no effort. So, <laughs> um, I you so much right now. Yeah. Keep so going. Keep going. I, I could, if I really like wanted to, I could probably get to refold stage three Spanish in like a year or less. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I don't have, it's like, it, it doesn't have the same novelty because I grew up with it. Like, it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's kind of like um, if someone grew up with a Russian-speaking family, like, maybe they wouldn't be super hyped to learn Russian because it's like, it's it's not like a novelty or anything. It's, I don't, I don't have the passion. All, when I grew up, uh, uh, when I was a little kid, all of my neighbors were Spanish speakers. And uh, we would go to like the big Mexican rodeos with them and I would be me and my brother would be the only uh little uh white boys there and uh <laughs> and, but but all of our friends spoke English so you know we just spoke English but what yeah even right worse? now my coworkers, I have coworkers who speak Spanish and stuff it would make a lot of sense for me to speak Spanish mm -hmm. but what makes it worse is that like my family is not like Latin American like Hispanic like they're Spaniards, like Spaniard Spanish. And mm -hmm. it's like, like looking at me, I'm, I'm so white. So it was like really awkward trying to grow up and like people looking at me and being like, oh, this gringa. And I'm just like, mm, yeah, but not really. <laughs> no, here's the hot yes, thing. Yes, but let me explain. I think, I think, I think that Latin Americans think that so-called Hispanics or Latinos in America are gringos. Like, there's a very big mm. difference between a Mexican-American and uh, somebody who grew up south of the border. 
So um, I think that would happen even if you were more like a, of a like mesquisa or something. I th I think that hmm. we're all gringos in their eyes. <laughs> uh, and to it's any people us. who are actually are from <laughs> Latin America listening, please let us know. Let us know in the comments. Are we all gringos, no matter the color of our skin or our, our ancestry, <laughs> whether we speak Spanish or not? Because I feel like we are. I feel mm. like there's. I know, you know I am. Uh, like there's no yeah. question. I feel like even if you grow up speaking Spanish in the states, you're still gonna be a gringo in their eyes. That's my hot take. Probably, we're gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, Spanish is so incredibly useful. You don't I'm like as an American, we're the second largest Spanish-speaking country in the world. I mean that right there. You know, especially kind of like cloudy and cheeky being from the Southwest. You know, like definitely. Uh, I don't know. I found it really rewarding when I was still in the States. I like it, it was it opened a lot of doors. And I'm from like the middle of nowhere. I'm from Kentucky, where there's like not a super huge Spanish speaking population. Like, uh, yeah, I remember going to like a bar and like people were buying me drinks because they were using me to interpret with my, my bad Spanish so that they could talk to my friend. Uh who I was with, who they were very interested in and like <laughs> just, I just stuff like that, like being invited to the back of house at like a Mexican restaurant, right. Where no one's actually Mexican. They're all like Guatemalan and just like hanging out, practicing your Spanish, you know, getting like free food. I don't know. I find it useful if definitely you like, get free food. I got to start doing yeah. that. I don't leave my house that <laughs> well, much. You, I mean, I do you, leave my house, but I don't talk to anybody. You got to leave your house. You Ugh. go to Spanish service at a church or something like it's really like it's kind of interesting because you're in the States and like Spanish to you lives in books and on TV. Spanish to me, it is, it's true. I think any you don't language actually have any like Spanish speakers are around you. I yeah. do, but they all speak English to me. So like I have a lot of like Mexican-American friends, but we just speak English. So... I think that's I common for any like hyphenated mm -hmm. American, though. Like if you grow up in the states, chances yeah. are you're 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 going to be most comfortable in English. Yeah, I mean, when I started yeah. learning Spanish, it was at the beginning of the C word, the vid, if you will. And we've already talked know. about it. Cloudy mentioned it earlier. Oh yeah, this is. <laughs> oh okay, the cat, the COVID's out of the bag. So. Yeah, the COVID's out of the bag. We're gonna get the flagged. COVID's out of the bag. It's fine. Um. Yeah, like I don't. I so like when I first started learning Spanish, I wasn't really leaving my house. It was to keep me inside and occupied. And it's kind of hard to switch gears. You know, my goal at the beginning wasn't to leave my house. My goal was to stay inside and <laughs> learn Spanish. That's an interesting question to that I just thought of. It's like, yeah, um, if you don't feel like that immediate pressure uh, to use your language, like. I guess, so to say, the Spanish lives in books. Like, it's not real. <laughs> like, d I don't yeah. know. Does that influence your goals? Like, I think so. I think it in influences my reason more so. Um, and it's not, like, for me, I'm more, like, reason, emotion-based driven. Like, I can have a goal, but I'm not, like, super obsessed about it. Like, I don't have, maybe I'm broken, but, like, my goals aren't, pinned to the wall above my desk and I don't stare at them longingly every day and go oh, this is what I'm aiming to achieve you know it's just <laughs> you know some people are like that and I envy them because they seem like they really have like a concrete grasp on what they want but for me I'm just like well you know I just want to know Spanish 
and I don't need to write that down to know that. And mm-hmm. but like, what does that mean? And so like, I've had like given myself like little challenges where I'm like, I'm gonna have an italki lesson one time a week and blah blah blah, and do that stuff. But it doesn't stick. The things that stick are the things that spark joy. Mm-hmm. Are you still you having know? italki lessons? Uh, not lately. It's been tough balancing life and doing that and finding time that makes sense. Um, when I started homeschooling, it was hard to fit that in, but I would like to start up maybe again, but I also would rather like, like you said, George, like go out into the world and just be free. I found it incredibly useful. I mean, are you outgoing though? Are you an extrovert? Because I feel like you're so I was an extrovert. when I was younger. Um, I've actually developed like agoraphobia. I don't talk about it a lot, but like I don't leave my 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 condo very often. Like since COVID, the pandemic, uh, I caught COVID. Like I almost died. Uh, that was really scary. I was like really sick for like five weeks. Since then, I've been terrified to leave uh, my place. But like back when I lived in the states in the before times, uh, before I was probably time. like. <laughs> Uh, I was way skinnier. I didn't have as much gray hair. I was definitely outgoing as a young person, I think, uh, like six or seven years ago. Now that I'm pushing 30, post-COVID. Pushing 30 is a old lot... person. God, I'm an old person now. Ancient... Be... No. <laughs> no, you're so young, George. You have your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, I've become much less outgoing. But okay. when I lived in the States, man, I, I did things that people would fuss at me now about, like, um, when I was in, like, Walmart. You know, I would see people who were like noticeably like Latino, like Mestizo or something. And I would go up and talk to them and kind of like, you know, things that I think now that I'm older, I'd be like, that's kind of rude. I shouldn't intrude on their life. You know, like they're not supposed to be my teacher. But when I was young, right. I was like, desperate that's my to, like, problem. practice because I, I didn't know about like uh, the different language exchanges and like how, you know, like how to make friends. Yeah. Um, I definitely well, used I... it every chance I could. And, you know, it came in handy. Uh, I got in trouble at a sports bar. Because um, some people from Mexico were like buying me drinks and they had like a a drink limit. And I was like way over the limit. And like one of the waiters was like, why did you lie to the other waiter? And you were getting I was like, actually, it didn't lie to him. Uh, The guys at the table over there, they're buying me my drinks. Um, And that's like probably like the coolest thing that's ever happened. Like people don't buy me drinks, right? I'm a nerd. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I just found it really rewarding. Like if you're in the States, no matter like what coast you're in. you can find Spanish speakers and people who don't have high levels of English or maybe they're just homesick. They really tend to get a kick out of it. You know, like where I'm from, I'm from the middle of nowhere. We had Spanish churches that were like literally they only serve Spanish speaking people. Um, and even some of the bigger like English churches would have like Spanish service. Right. And like we had like um, we had like taco trucks. And and I'm from the middle of nowhere. I'm from like a, a village of like 300 people in Kentucky. So I can only imagine that like people who live near, I don't know, a bigger city would have more opportunities. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't so, know, maybe. So Bree, uh, yeah. to throw it back to something you said earlier in relation to goals, you yeah. mentioned that you're not the type of person who has their goals you know pinned up on their wall and they look at them and think yeah. about them all the time i'm 
I'm the same way. I, yeah. that's, that's one reason why when people talk about goals, usually my eyes glaze over. I'm like, I don't <laughs> have anything to add. However, I do feel like I have something for people to try if they do want to have specific goal in mind. Uh, the issue I think with goals is often is that it's really just something that feels like uh, you, you just wake up and fail to reach every day. And it's just this conceptual thing that's in the future. It's not tangible, right? These are all the issues I have with goals. And uh, something to make that more tangible and to kind of train your mind on it, uh, something that uh, it, it may sound a little kooky to some people, but if I may explain. I'm here for it. Affirmations. I don't care how it is. Affirmations. Affirmations. <gasps> yes. So what? And this is something that uh, you know a lot of successful people do. It's not just not just cloudy saying it, but um, taking a notebook and having an affirmation that you write every day. That's like, uh, you know, I am going to like, uh, I don't know, whatever your goal is. Uh, read, you know, finish reading a uh, hundred books by the end of the year or something, whatever it may be, just write it down like 15 times on a piece of paper. And so you're spending each day retraining and pointing your mind at it, you know, pointing your focus, your consciousness. And there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot to be said about reminding yourself when you have something you want to reach, putting it on the paper and spending physical using your your body to to write it and to spend time on it and everything so that might help some people if you're the kind of person who wants to have a goal and you want to aim at it that could be one way let me just get my pen and my notebook right now and <laughs> write some stuff down well uh, you guys keep talking i've got to write something 15 times really quick I, uh, you know i mean brie you could be a normie core language like influencer with like your notebook yes. and like your your physical paper books guys um, i got these new notebooks I, I, like they're so you did good. get new notebooks I'm so they're japanese and they're they the instructions on how to use them are in japanese <laughs> they're so good you could My, you could uh, be a normie core language influencer just like take pictures of your japanese notebook with like spanish notes Okay, George, you're gonna we're gonna talk after this podcast recording and we're gonna brainstorm ideas for be a normie core influencer, whatever that means. <laughs> but I'm down for it. I'm living for it. I'm ready to be the normiest of the normies. My uh my affirmations uh would look like um I will be a Japanese god. Um I am absolutely <laughs> cracked at this language. Um cracked. and uh <laughs> nothing will stand in my way. I think that's a, that sounds like a great affirmation to me. <laughs> this, I it do works not, though. I do it not intend to, to die until I know this language. I actually do this strategy with my kid. I mean, she can't write yet, but like if she was having like issues like in preschool or something where she like wasn't paying attention, every day before drop off, we would do like affirmations like, I'm a good listener. I will help my friends. I, I will that. be. I will listen to my teacher. I'm a kind person. And like, we would just kind of like go through it. And it's funny because you go, mommy, I don't want my pep talk today. I'm like, well, you're getting it. Cause it's like a daily <laughs> vitamin and we are pep talking little girl. And then like, 
you know, nine times out of 10, she didn't draw on her leggings before coming home because we said, I will not draw on anything but paper. <laughs> mm, positive <laughs> reinforcement. I like it. Over and over. So, yeah, I mean, that's just my anecdotal evidence that it indeed works, at least on a six-year-old. Um, yeah, but well, I've, the beauty I've heard is, of people saying that. Yeah, the beauty is it's like um, it's just like you training your own mind and you get to decide what it is that you're going to be uh, you're repeating. You don't have to repeat other people's affirmations or something. It's just something that you do for yourself. And also to address people who don't want to do it in English, do it in your target language. Wow. Like, Big now, brain. Do you guys do you know the secret? It's, it's a self-help book from like, I don't know, like two decades ago. Yeah. I worked at Borders Does when it came out. And let me tell it? you. Yes. I remember having to sell it over and I'm, over. And I'm over getting and secret over. vibes. So secret was like a self-help <laughs> book that was super big in America. Like, it was like very I don't spiritual know, 15, though, 16 too. years ago. It's very spiritual. Yeah. And it was like basically a based about affirmations. Like, if oh. you think you're going to get good at Japanese, then you will get good at Japanese. Um, no, we can, no I just if, if you it. think Wikipedia you will, you will it only pseudo, think pseudo, that you will. Yeah. Something about that. It was like calling it the pseudoscientific law of attraction, which claims that thought. But anyways, claims yeah. that thoughts can <laughs> like directly influence. And it's, it's giving me those vibes. My older brother was really yeah. into it. And my older brother's older than me by like 11 years. So like mm -hmm. he was like a grown man. And this is what it's reminding me of. The affirmations are reminding me of like when he was in that secret phase. Yeah, Refold. well, of course it does. Secret to language learning. It, like, it, I definitely understand that it sounds like that. And it because, uh, you know, because that was like the big pop culture thing. But I think they tried to go into, they tried to sell it as some like uh, spiritual connection and thing. And I think it's a much more simple thing than that. It's if you, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And if you like, you you head towards where you're looking, you know, and this is something that it, it plays out physically when you're riding a bike or uh or when you're walking and uh but also with your life and I think that um if you remember like the the thing about goals is that people don't have them in mind, I think, and so if you are if you are constantly reminding yourself about it uh i I think your subconscious you know, I, without getting too much in the details, I think your your mind does a lot. Will do a lot of work to to make something happen, or to try to to make you uh, aware of opportunities if it's at the front of your mind, um, and if you're thinking about it. So I think that's really like all it does. But it's like, what do you have to lose other than yeah. like a f a few minutes a day? possibly in your timeline yeah. or in your in your target language. no yeah not to knock it not to knock it i think if it's a valuable thing do it you know but that's the first thing that came to my mind uh was the the, the secret and their methodology and uh which is different right they they applied it in a different direction but i mean yeah they were like yeah the the things that you say get sent into the universe and they get bounced back i don't think that's what claudia was saying but yeah it yeah, is definitely I could see. I could it's what see. we would call woo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, kudos to you, like, if that's what would. you're into. I mean, like, who knows? Because, like, there is something to it. Like, what you put out does come back in that if you, like you said, if you're focused on it, you're going to walk towards it. And so it's like an act of calibrating yourself on a daily basis. You calibrate your intentions and you make sure that you walk towards them. 
And I think that could be extremely helpful, especially to people in the beginning. It's like shooting a bow. Uh, If you just shoot a bow, you know, you're you're gonna hit what you hit but if yeah. you, you you have to look at the target if you want to hit the target and you have to look at the bullseye if you want to hit the bullseye and so it's just like a matter of pointing yourself in a direction to go there yeah and with that i think that's a really good ending point goals are a good way to point yourself into a direction and keep yourself going they're different from reasons which is more like intrinsic something to help you give value to your language learning or whatever it is you want to do in your life. Um, And everybody's goals are different. You know, it doesn't really matter what your goals are, what other people think of your goals, especially Um, as long as you're going towards them and you feel good about what you're doing and you're making progress and achieving what you want to achieve, then power to you. And with that, that sums up this week's episode of the Refold Roundtable podcast. If you're tuning in for the live premiere, make sure to join us for the after party immediately after the podcast in the Refold Discord. If you love this episode and want to hear more, you can listen to past episodes on YouTube and Spotify. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to give us a like and leave a comment to let us know. We read all the comments and we would love to hear from you. If you have an idea for a future topic for a future op- episode, we would love to hear from you. You could suggest future topics in the Refold Discord, and everything that I mentioned is linked in the description below. Have a good day, good night, wherever you are, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Refold Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and maybe even learned something new. Projects, events, and content like this podcast are only possible thanks to our generous patrons. If you liked this and want to see more similar projects, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Visit community.refold.la slash patreon-benefits to learn more.